Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. It's Sean Morish in for Nick Costos along with Ken Barkley. It's NBA Draft Night, former first-round pick, front office executive Pat Garrity going to join us at the top of next hour former Orlando Magic sharpshooter. We'll get his thoughts on being a first-round pick on draft night as well as kind of the shakings around the league. He's going to be on some draft coverage with Shams, who's been a big topic of discussion on Stadium tonight. So we will talk to him as well. Uh, Ken's going to give us an update on the draft in just a second, but this is unreal note here. If you are a Phoenix Suns fan, pay attention in the second round tonight. Because at pick number 52, the Phoenix Suns will make a selection, we think, unless more trades happen. After that, that organization will not control another one of their picks until 2031 at the earliest. (laughs) Their first in 2023, 2025, 27, and 29 belong to the Brooklyn Nets, part of the Durant-Bridges deal. Their first in 24, 26, 28, and 30 can be swapped with Washington. Their seconds in the years 2024 through 2028 go to Washington. Their second in 2029 goes to Oklahoma City, and their second round pick in 2030 goes to Washington. So again, tonight at 52 is the last time a Phoenix Suns fan can look at their team, make a selection that they actually control. Now, it doesn't mean they won't make any of these picks because of pick swaps and whatnot, but that's it until 2031, Ken. What the heck will our lives in this world look like in 2031 when the Suns control their own pick again? Where do you uh, where do you think you'll be in 2031? Jeez, I don't know. Where do you Hopefully, think you'll be? Done. 2031, let's see. Well, I could tell you where I'm going to be building an apartment in my back because my daughters will start to be hitting close to teenage years. Yeah. And I cannot be in a house with three women like that. Daddy's going to be in real trouble. So That's hopefully making enough money that that swing set yeah. has been replaced by an apartment. I right, got a little guest house going in the back. That's pretty good. Man, yeah. 2031. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my daughter will be, oh, my God, turning 14 in a couple months in 2031. <laughs> That's really, really scary. Uh, and, yeah, my son will be 12 and a half, 12. Oh man, yeah, your boy here is gonna. That's gonna be. Uh, we need to get a couple extra hours sleep at night or something because that's gonna be a lot. Uh, and I got, I got, I probably got a smaller house than you do. I like my house a lot. It's really nice. It is not one thing. It is not is huge on square footage. <laughs> it is. Uh, oh, it's uh, you know a little open floor plan. Got a little split level. We're doing great, but uh, but not a lot of place to build out. So yeah, that'll be pretty crazy. And uh, man, like you better, you bet. Is you better, you bet going to be around in twenty thirty one? What are we doing? I hope so. Be like on a, right doing now, draft night coverage. I'm gonna tell you right now. Odyssey hopes so. <laughs> Odyssey definitely hopes so. Odyssey. I hope Odyssey's <laughs> around in 2031. I hope. Yeah. I hope Odyssey's around in 2024. <laughs> like, forget 2031. Like let's just you know I let's mean, take it. Let's take it a month at a time here, fellas. That's been reported yeah, on me. I hope they're right. around in 2024 too. Yeah. There's a put it this way. There is a. A lot of paychecks going out, and they need to keep going out to a lot of us, to a lot of different people. So like we need that to keep happening. Um, man, tw- that is. That is really crazy. And uh, who is their who is their GM now too? Because like Ishbi is the owner, and uh, people think Isaiah Thomas is like kind of running the show, right? But is there like he's running the Warriors, right? Um, Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Isaiah Thomas is pulling the strings, but who actually is the Suns GM is a great question. 
I for I I used to be so good at figuring these things out and I or knowing these and I just yeah. now I like I just I have to kick certain information Who out of my GM brain and make room for other information. James Jones. Oh no, James Jones. No, James Jones isn't still the GM, is he? He was the GM. Is he? Yeah, they fired James Jones after the playoffs. You're right. I'm an idiot. Yeah. So people like think it's Isaiah, but maybe they haven't whatever. The point is like that that job is really funny too. So basically your job then is just like like mid-level exceptions and like kicking kicking your feet up and like hanging out. Yeah. Basically. And just like hoping you win. Exactly. Because how long how is Kevin Durant gonna play? Sign, yeah. Right. How many times can you sign a guy like Dante DiVincenzo? Essentially is your right. job. Be there be there when Brad Beal picks up his player option for seventy eight million dollars in three years and be like, here you go, Brad. Enjoy, buddy. Yeah. Great. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's twenty thirty one. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty thirty one. That's the next time they will own a pick after number fifty two tonight. So there you have it. Enjoy, Suns fans. Uh, what yeah. else did you want to hit on at the top of the drivers? We kind of reset here, Ken. Yeah, the uh, obviously we <laughs> feel really confident Victor Wembanyama is going number one still. I think we feel good about that. Everything else still a mystery. Yeah. Um, as we talked about in the first hour of the show. I mean, this is the most interesting. Look, like <laughs> if something's the most interesting thing going and it's June, then you know, hammer the crap out of it on this show because it's probably the only interesting thing going on. And that's the second and third overall picks where nobody can agree on even what the right price should be or how confident anyone is in what's happening. Um, Woj gets on TV a couple days ago, says Brandon Miller. Shams tweets out Scoot Henderson like gaining a lot of steam or whatever this morning. So you have two insiders each saying different things about who they think is most likely to go second. And that has an impact on the betting market every time a new piece of information enters it. So right now, because honestly, because Shams was like the one today, Scoot Henderson is now a pretty big favorite. But there's this price has been like I have two places up. And every time I look up, somebody's betting one thing, and then it gets gets bet back the other way, and then somebody bets the other thing, and it gets bet back the other way. And that's kind of where we are right now. Like, the amount of just handle in this market that's been bet so far has to be pretty outrageous because the price fluctuations in both directions are really significant. It's, I mean, there's just a lot of money being bet with people who have, you know, not even – it's not even like strong opinions. Just I think like trust one guy or the other. Well, I heard this. Well, I heard that. And – um and so Scoot Henderson right now in most places is not a huge favorite. Uh, I see minus 220 at uh, at one of the places that takes a reasonable amount with Brandon Miller, like plus 140 to go second. And the domestic sports books will kind of trail behind whatever these kind of books look like. They'll all kind of like look about the same uh, eventually, but it takes some time for all of them to look about the same. And then the third overall pick, Brandon Miller still a favorite, but even less. And this is the part, Sean, that we didn't get to necessarily when we did like, oh my God, the number two pick, which one is it? Okay. Charlotte picks second. Let's let's say it's Scoot Henderson because that's going to imply what we're going to talk about next. Okay, the Trailblazers have the third overall pick. Is it definitely Brandon Miller? It seems well, like so it seems like there's some other guys that are kind of in play here that I'm, at least the betting market thinks are possible. Um, where it's well, like we had Matt you know, Moore on I'm, yesterday who said yeah. who said I'm in Thompson. What was by far you know you talked to scouts that believed he was absolutely the higher ceiling guy. And you know, a top three than a Brandon Miller. Also, if Scoot goes second and the Blazers don't keep the pick, is someone trading up for Miller or are they trading up for someone else? And it's easy to see all the coverage and hear all the insiders saying stuff and be like, well, that sounds crazy. Everybody's been saying it's these three for a long time. But like the whole goal of these franchises is A, misinformation, and then B, taking advantage of an opportunity when it's available. And like, so if they, if a, if a team thinks there's an opportunity to go up and they love Amen Thompson, then that's what it's going to be. And we all have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it is. So, yeah. Um, and so then the, the, the market then on three the other, is interesting as well. I was going to say, then there's, 
the other kid, Wembenyama's like teammate, who now uh, this morning everybody thought was going to have like a catastrophic rise because he's like a freak athlete. I already forgot the guy's name, but there were some thoughts of him in the top ten slotting way up to. I'm never going to get the name right. I, do, you, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, I don't, but it's okay. It's but just like the, yeah. the point is the point of all of the this point is, is just there like, could be some surprises. Well, I not that there there are going to be surprises because yeah. like at starting at number four everything's a surprise almost at that point. Like Amon Thompson's a big favorite to be fourth. I would just remind people like we were sitting here NFL draft, like we were sitting here and Will Anderson was a big favorite to go two, and Jalen Carter was a big favorite to go five to Seattle. That didn't happen. And so it's like, yeah, like the price can be a certain thing. Please do not interpret that as like, this is done or like, this is right. gonna happen. Like, that's not what this is. That's not what any of these markets are right now. Short of Wembenyama one, nothing is priced like it's pretty much going to happen. Nothing is priced like that. And you'd be like, well, minus 300, that's a pretty steep price. Jalen Carter was like minus 600 to go fifth when the draft started. I mean, it was like, that was yeah. like a locked in, like everybody was betting it. Everybody heard the same thing. I heard that too. And sometimes teams are really good at telling you one thing and doing another. That's kind of the whole point. So like, right. just again, that we haven't <laughs> talked about responsibility necessarily here. Like I, I wouldn't open up a sports book and say, oh man, like I'm in Thompson's minus 350 to go four. I'm going to bet my whole balance on that. Cause it's like, if it's minus 350, then people must know. And so that he's going to go forth. Like nothing like that is happening here right now. Nothing close to that Correct. is happening here right now. This is very, very, it feels to me at least I can be wrong, but my opinion is this feels very, very, very much like a guess in every market and not even that educated of a guess, like a kind of educated guess based on a lot of rumor and a lot of what insiders are just saying publicly. Right. And again, anything that anybody says could be smoke, but the guy I was mentioned before is Bilal Kulabali. Kulabali yeah. is his name. Kulabali. He's actually the teammate of Victor Wambanyama. And it was one of those things. Everybody started to watch the Wambanyama tape and fell in love with him as like a freak athlete. He hasn't played a lot of basketball, but there was feelings and reports this morning that, you know, at nine with Utah, if it got to that point, he would not get past there as a guy, if you want to bet to go top 10. And that's one of those kind of surprise shakeups where two weeks ago, nobody had him in the top 10 at least from what I understand. I can't pretend that I was paying attention to the mocks two weeks ago, but that uh, that seemed to be the thought. I will tell you another thing. The NBA, I am sure, the last thing they want tonight in that green room is a Brandon Miller slide out of that top three. Yeah. Because the longer those minutes tick up and you have Amen Thompson, I mean, almost unbelievably. I mean, when you really think about this, can think about where we were in the NCAA tournament with everything that went on with the Brandon Miller situation at Alabama. And it's it basically hasn't been a peep at least you know the last two weeks as far as being a big story. Wow, can right. you believe he's still going to go top three? It was almost like we've forgotten, we've pushed it away. He sits in that green room tonight, and Amen Thompson goes three, and you start a little bit of a, a Laramie Tunsil like slide, even if it's only to like the fifth pick or something like that. The NBA doesn't want that chatter starting. They do not want that, and how it's going to be inevitable every time the camera pans to him not to have not to bring up that story. Yeah, it's the coverage tonight will be really interesting. I think there's the, a chance that that happens for sure. I think the most likely thing is that he goes three, but you also have a team of three. In a way, it's so crazy how closely this mirrors the NFL draft, where you have uh, this past year's NFL draft, where you have a number one pick that's essentially assured, like it's going to happen. Bryce Young wasn't as big of a favorite as Wembenyama is, but like everything you heard the day of was like basically the contract's drawn up and like just it's done and even though the right. price was you know minus a thousand instead of minus a million the idea was like okay he's one 
And then in the NFL draft, you had no idea who was going to. And you had a team picking third who was fielding a lot of offers. Okay, well, here we have a number one pick who's totally slotted in. We have a team at number two that nobody knows what they're going to do. Honestly, and it's funny because Charlotte, the the Hornets and the Texans are both also like the laughing stocks of their protective le- of their you know <laughs> leagues, and they both pick second. So it's like, right. and it, what does that do? It increases likelihood they do something stupid. That's what it does. Like it's just hey, they do something right. dumb. So like, okay, you got these dumb teams picking second, and you got teams picking third. They're trying to trade with everybody. And look what ended yeah. up happening in the NFL. We had to wait until I mean, draft starts today. We waited like seven fifty eight to be like, oh, it's Stroud. Like, why is That's this going to be any different? Why is this not going to take forever? And because mo- mostly because like Portland's probably trying to shop this aggressively or trying to f- not even shop it aggressively, just figure out what they want to do. And part of that is figuring out what Charlotte's going to do. Once Charlotte decides, then you can be like, oh, well, then this. But these are like two pretty different players, right? That they're going to draft, and there's a lot of interest in one, and there seems like there's less interest in another. So it just it's really, really interesting. And again, that what that does is it also kind of it doesn't freeze the betting markets. It doesn't like prevent them from moving, but I think it makes everyone really kind of have some trepidation about feeling confident betting anything when the team picking third is like you don't know who that team is or who they want, and the the pick team picking second has the two most prominent insiders tweeting opposite things. And so it's like, all right, would you want to go in and bet right now? Like just knowing that stuff, not knowing anything behind the scenes. And like, based on what we've heard, yeah, like I don't want to go in and just slam a bunch of stuff right now, like thinking I know. I, no. I just, it seems like a no. terrible idea. The The better bet, and, and we can just do this throughout the show, Sean, is like the better bet might be like, all right, if we see like there's an aggressive move happening later toward the start of the draft, when we get later in the show, and it's happening in a couple places, the, the fun thing to do is going to be go bet that at the places that aren't paying attention, that aren't moving. Yeah. You know, like CJ right. Stroud gets bet to go second. Right. Who didn't move that? That might be, that might, right. that's probably the plan of attack here. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, we still have to get to how the odds have changed for the Golden State Warriors if they have changed in the futures market and, and where they stand. We will get to that. I think open that up a little bit more uh, next segment. But this is going to be a fascinating night for sure. And there's still other veterans that potentially could be traded here. Paul George is all over the place. Um, yeah, that was some a crazy Zach one. Zion you kind of surprised Paul George's I, name got floated a couple days ago? Were you surprised by that? Yes, because, I mean, him and Kawhi Leonard, man, have almost, because of injuries and because I guess nobody cares about the Clippers, absolved <laughs> themselves. I mean, they were put together at the same time as that Brooklyn Nets trio. And, again, a lot less controversial. But – what a major disappointment that duo ended up being if we're already kind of breaking that apart before the Clippers ever get to open this new arena where Steve Ballmer's got 7,000 bathrooms in it. Um, but, man, I mean, I think there's real I'm, – I'm sitting here in New York. I think people believe Paul George is going to end up being a New York Nick by the end of the I night. know. I just saw a couple of tweets about that get shared too that, like, uh, sources Knicks prefer Paul George over Zach Levine. Be like, well, well yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, but my response right. is, well, of course they do. Why wouldn't they do that? Like, both players don't have functional knees, and one's better than the other. Like, got it. Great. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I would say either are perfect for the Knicks to finally get good again and then have fans have somebody else they get really pissed off at besides Julius Randle that they never play or they're absolute dogs in the playoffs, which is exactly what Paul George Fun team, those Knicks. Fun squad. Oh, yes. Good team. Oh, yeah. So we'll go further back, reset what happened here with Chris Paul and the Warriors. It's Sean. It's Ken. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.